This is Angel Joseph, and you're listening to Caribbean Power Lunch. Podcast World. This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature Black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, and today we talk to a makeup artist, motivational speaker, product developer, marketing connoisseur, mm-hmm. who helps people develop their beauty inside and outside. It's Angel Joseph of Imagine Makeup. Hi. Hey, everybody. Angel, how you doing? I'm good. I'm blessed. And you? I'm great. I'm great. All right. So we want to talk about, you know, your your journey to self. I know that's your, yeah. a big overarching theme. I mean, looking at your, your social media, looking yeah. at, at what you've been putting out into the world, into the universe yeah. as of recent. But, you know, every journey has a beginning, of course, right? Of course. You know, and sometimes the beginning is good. Sometimes the beginning is a source of pain. The value in it is that we always learn from it. There's beauty in pain. Yes, that's right. There's beauty in the valley, right? Correct. From our first conversation, you told me that your mother's best friend is actually your sister. Yes, that's correct. And that, I mean, I've been trying to do that math in my head uh-huh. for a while. So, I mean, just kind of break that down for me and yeah. just kind of walk me through that. Well, okay. Let's say I am 16 and I go to school and I have a friend. And of course, you know, when we have friends, we have sleepovers. So, I'm sleeping over by my friend and my friend's dad, I should say, takes a liking to me. So that's basically what my background was like when it comes to my mommy. She was like that 16-year-old who had a friend who just went by her friend's dad and her friend's dad took a liking to her. And she was even way younger than 16, as a matter of fact. My mom gave birth to me when she was 16 years old. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, she was pregnant when she was like 15. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? So your mom and her friend's dad hooked up. I mean, I feel like hooked up is like such a mutually benefiting term. And I don't think that that relationship was, it wasn't mutually beneficial to the both parties, I should say. Where love is concerned. My mom seeks security by having a place to live. She was put out at a very young age. Well, actually she wasn't put out. She ran away. And that was because she was being raped consecutively by her stepdad at the time. And, you know, she was seeking refuge and a woman and her daughter took her in. But then she went to her friends where my dad, well, he's my dad now. But at that time, he wasn't, of course. He was her dad. And he basically took her away from living in that place of security with that woman and her child for three days. So when she returned by that woman, the woman didn't want her back into their lives because she believed in being pure and not being touched. So she didn't understand that, that you know, your mom didn't really want to end up in that situation. My mom so. didn't do anything, but like she didn't care. She was just really pristine and clean about how, like, her thoughts navigated where sex is concerned. And as I said, like, remember how back in the day, parents were, they were very cautious about that. Like, sex was taboo. 
it's not like now where, you know, people talk about Haffy come back and, you know, <laughs> ting, ting, ting and gone man in the that's hole. Not, and that's not one of your brands, Haffy come back. Haffy come back is actually, <laughs> yes, we, we have a, a lash name after the Jamaican team, Haffy come back. All right, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. But yeah, so they didn't want her back into their space. So she had no other choice but to go back to my dad. And, you know, she's like, well, you know, basically they, they kicked me out. And my dad being, my dad was like, well, okay, I'll take care of you. Okay. And that's what I mean by it not being mutually beneficial where love is concerned. It wasn't like, oh, my mom found my dad and they, they felt magically in love and, and they had this beautiful baby girl called Angel. I wish, but that was not my, my background. But they didn't name you Angel. Yeah. He named me Angel. He named me Angel because... Well, my dad, he's always been involved in, you know, illegal activities ever since, you know, I could remember. And when I was born, he started doing really well in this industry. And he was like, oh my gosh. He was cash rich. He was cash rich. Okay. Yeah. And he thought to himself that this baby girl was a blessing, you know, and she is the eyeball of my heart. And... He was like, hey, I'll name her Angel because she saved me. And she was a messenger from God. Well, according to him. My dad, you know, he has his (laughs) different ways of of life. What was Angel like growing up? Yeah. Okay. So Angel, for the most part, was always happy. But, you know, Angel definitely went through a couple challenges Well. In her life, I would say unnecessary, but I mean, sometimes we have to go through the unnecessary things to find out the necessary lessons. Right. And um, I would definitely say that Angel wasn't protected. There were a lot of things that parents were supposed to be around for that they were not able to capture. And I felt really alone, unprotected. Like people who were supposed to look after me was abusing me. You were abused? Yeah, I was abused. Yeah. Okay. By my own family, like my my brothers or my cousins, you know, I remember being, you know, molested as a kid more than once, actually, by different brothers and cousins. Your brother? Yeah. Well, the thing with my dad, he had like 11 kids, but I was the only child for my mom. As you would imagine, as I said, it was not a love affair between them. Okay. So yeah, and those experiences, it made me question life a lot. Like there's this thing called existentialism. And um, when I was in form three, I, I knew about it. It was a literary term, I could almost eat out our there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Existentially. Existentially. <laughs> and it was just about, you know, asking why, like, why are we here? And it all brings back to Chile to self since then. And I didn't even know it, you know, and I so often ask like, why are we here? Why would God put children in these type of situations, you know, where they feel unprotected or they're sexually molested? And I used to ask that all the time. And yeah, but, but I do think that these are just things that I, I had to go through. And as I said, I found different escapes 
for my happiness and school was one of them oh, school was one of school was one of them and winning I should say was one of them okay and I used to always find security in coming out first in tests or being you know really great as a sport or something like that I felt like winning used to fill that empty desire of whatever it was at the time and like when I was a teenager my dad was both physically and verbally abusive to me um, especially he used to always draw references to my mom and like you're such a bad thing or you're such a whole like a mother and this and that and you know he would curse you know my mom's well supposed actions because even that I had to take with a pinch of salt because my dad like after it all I would say he's delusional you know he he has his own truths and he would be like you know you never mounted nothing and you're going to school and this and that and I would just take that and, and be like you know what I'll prove it wrong you understand right. and I would never forget like when I got that um what it was seven ones and a two you got seven ones and a two I got seven ones and a two hey you know and he couldn't say anything you know he definitely had to shut up you know and I was like I got a sense of happiness and seeing that, hey, like, I am greater than what you think I am. Okay. And then you end up studying Spanish and IR. Yeah, I did Spanish. And psychology. Like, international you, relations. So you just went hard into school. Yeah, I did up to my master's in, in international relations. And I so wanted to become a diplomat. That didn't happen because I was, well, I, I used to be married. You used to be married. That's, oh, that's something married. you used to do? I don't think I, I yeah, <laughs> that's a pastime I had. But yeah, I, how long um, you did that for? I did it for about uh, approximately three years, but I was with the person for about eight. Okay. And long story short, I chose to please him instead of being myself, and I ended up not doing what I wanted to do. Right. In you know the IR world. Right. But from that experience, you're able to become a marketing connoisseur, not so? Correct. And for the last eight years, when, when we was together, I gained experience working with this company called Twisted Imaginations Limited. Oh, so we're plugging him now? We plugging him in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We still, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you he's the father of my check. child. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish nothing but the best for him. Okay. And yeah, like that's how you, you find your peace as well. You have to forgive. You have to always have good intentions. Like your intentions is what you always have to remember in anything you're doing in your life. So I want to hear more about Twisting Imaginations and your role right. in that company. Well, I went all the way up from being a promotional ambassador to being the CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally ran the company. I definitely... What does the company do? Install the building blocks of that company. The company focuses on below the line marketing. That's basically when you go into the grocery, you see those, you know, promotional girls. Hi, hi, good day, sir, Kevin. Yes. Would you like to have a sample? And then they tell you about what their products are, whatever, whatever. I was heavily involved in, um, from start to finish of that type of execution, I would train the girls how to psychoanalyze each customer, profile them, you know, Let's say we're doing Pringles, you know, game Pringles, a little plug here. And somebody comes in and they are in gym wear. Of course, you want to highlight the calorie content of that product. At that time, they were doing a little, a little speaker boombox. And you're like, you know, yeah, when you're in the gym, you know, you have this portable speaker you can carry, you know. And you basically have to tell each customer how your product is of service to them. 
Okay, so let's say that the person comes in with, you know, regular T-shirts and, right. and shorts or whatever. They just want right. to get some quick. Yeah. All right. So how do you analyze that person? The first thing you go, hi, good day, how are you? And just from their response alone, you can know where their head is at. You know, yeah, I'm good. You know, um, just fresh from up to the beach. Oh, okay, well, here, what? I have this great offer for you. The speaker could be, you know, used on the beach with your friends and all. You could just have a, your little jam party or whatever it is, you know? So, yeah, you just have to bring it back to them. Bring everything back to them. Even when I motivationally speak, I bring it back to you. Even when I used to do HR and I have to get my employees to do what I want them to do, I bring it back to them. What they, is either they care about their, their child, they care about their appreciation of self, they care about the money, whatever it is. I have to psychoanalyze each person and be like, okay, how do I bring it so that they understand that this role that they play in the company affects not only them, but the whole pie, you know, and then, of course, them. Okay, so how long were you at this company for? Eight years. You were in the company for eight years? Mm-hmm. All right, so you were deep into marketing, deep into promotions yeah. for eight years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we still do work, like Imagine Makeup still does work for Twisted in terms of the Carib Girls or the Guinness Girls. We do the makeup for these lovely brand ambassadors. Okay, so I understand two years before the end of this marriage, you started to get that little, um, that little itch. You want, that you little want, inkling, yeah. That inkling, that right? Inkling. Like, you know the itch. Yeah, you got an inkling. You want to start. <laughs> All <And> the ink. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, so we want this inkling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I woke up one morning and I was like, hey, what the hell are you doing, girl? Like, yeah, you're really not feeling, like, you're not part of this world. You're feeling depressed. You're out of it. Your purpose, like, what are you doing, you know? And then when I looked at, you know, my love life and everything, it just it just didn't add up. It didn't make sense. And, you know, I got up one morning and I told my significant other, hey, like, you know, I just not in love. Like, Ouch. And it was really tough. And honestly, it wasn't like, I tell him, now time we just, we just bust and we gone. You know, no, like we worked on it to make sure, you know, it was real, what I was feeling at least. That's when I was like, oh, well, I have nothing because I only work in his company. You don't get any shares, anything? I don't write any checks. I don't do anything. Like, in terms of financially, at least, there is no financial safety net here for me. So that's when Imagine Makeup was born. Okay. Right? And my purpose started to, I wouldn't even say make sense, but, you know, the roadmap to my purpose started putting itself in, in place. Yes, Okay. So tell me about this, you know, this love for makeup, right? Isn't like, right. I mean, is it this natural way? Okay, well, um, I'm a girl, I'm a pretty girl, so I like makeup. Or is it right. something deeper than that? I was always that friend in the circle that is like, hey, do my eyeliner now, or do my powder now, or do my brows, or do my, you know, because they'd be like, oh gosh, but you're so good. So that's when I realized, oh, huh, I have a little skill. Mm-hmm. All right. So I actually like this thing. So let me see how best I can make it into a business. Okay, so you start doing people's makeup and stuff. Okay. So, well, I started doing my, my own makeup, but then I started getting into, like at that moment, makeup was trending a lot. So the face of makeup was changing, how people do makeup and the contour and the highlight. And, and I was like, hey, like, 
I've always been interested in seeing the development stages of anything, you know, and makeup, as I just said, always interested me. So that's how the love of it really started. And then the products. So I started selling products for people, but it was different brands I was really dabbling in. wasn't my own. And then two years in do, into doing that, I was like, oh gosh, the unhappiness start coming back again, you know? Every time I do something and it's not right, if I do it long enough, then, you know, I'm like, what are you doing? So you sold other brands for two years. What's, yeah. What sort other of brands you sell? Shani Cosmetics, Morphe Brushes. I was like one of the first suppliers for Morphe Brushes, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to pretend like I know what that is. Okay. So you got, <laughs> you sold other brands for two years and you say yeah. you get fed up. So yeah. then, so what did you do next? I didn't really get fed up. I was like, it just didn't feel right. You know? And then... I was like, hey, I know marketing, Tati. Like, why not do my own brand? Do my own brand, market the shit out of it. And let me see, how, like, where this goes. At least I'll do something that I actually feel right about. And that's how the really magic makeup was born. Okay, so I understand that you started by being the first company to bring eyelashes. Some, was it five? Yeah. Five pair eyelashes. Yes, because the industry... Was raping us here. Oh, yes. Or they know that, you know, where they was charging $100 for one pair. And I was okay. like, no, like somebody had a passed up to this. Okay. And what's a fair price for one pair of lashes? Well, okay. So it depends on what it's made out of. So it could go as low as $10, TT, oh. for one pair. Yeah. It's like Charlotte Street kind of. No, no, no. It just depends. So synthetic is like a cheaper right. um, make. And then the more high end is like minks or silks Ooh. right or human hair right yeah there's human hair lashes human eyelashes human hair eyelashes how do you, oh because i want to know how you're supposed to human lashes so, yeah i actually don't do those for obvious reasons but i more focus on the mink and silk but yeah the mink and silk could sell for like 20 to 25 dollars a pair okay okay so you were the first person to bring in all right so how did you yeah. source this um five pair eyelashes how I sourced it. Um, well, you know, basically looking at other different suppliers who could probably give me a more competitive rate or cost so I can now give that back to Trinidad. Okay. So you're doing people's makeup for a few years. You're, you're mm-hmm. selling brands for, for a couple of years as well. Right. right. And you know, you start to bring in your own eyelashes. So what is your client base like what's your client like is your business successful as yet or is it still like you're oh gosh you're struggling no to... no nah, nah. actually i don't have an eight to four so i mean that should definitely speak numbers to that Ooh. and i have a kid he's five and you know he has needs he seems fine <laughs> so definitely yeah i would never say i'm struggling i would say that there's a lot of room for improvement which is coming is coming but i also think that But everything takes time in its own time. So exercise and patience have been a challenge for me. But again, it's all about the marketing, you know, honestly speaking. Because like when you look at Coke, right? Don't mean to digress, but when you look at Coke, what do you think Coke sells? They sell, it's definitely a feeling. Is that addictive feeling, right? Because I was actually listening to a a podcast about the origin story behind Coke the other day. That originally had cocaine. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did, yeah. Yeah, that originally had cocaine. So they're selling this addictive kind of feeling. But when you drink. look at a Coke ad, like, what do you see? I don't know. Okay, so Coca-Cola, I should say, they more focus on happiness. And you, you were kind of right with that feeling, sensation. And that's what they sell. Like, I would never forget this ad they had where it was a set of immigrants they, they brought in. 
they couldn't call home. It was very expensive. And in order to call home, all they had to do was buy a Coke. And the currency was the Coke to put into the Coke phone booth. Okay. Yeah. And again, is that whole emphasis of happiness and how Coke makes you feel. And that's what they sell. They don't sell that carbonated sugar drink. That's not what they sell. They sell a feeling. They transcend their own product. Okay. So it's really, it's beyond the product itself. It's the marketing, it's the message, and the product is just a means to an end. Correct. Marketing connoisseur. All right, so let's I mean, let's get into you creating your own makeup brand, right? Now, right? right so right, tell right. us about that process. Right, yeah. Well, I, again, you know, it was all about me doing something where I feel me, like feel like I'm myself. And um, well, now I definitely think the face of my marketing has changed because now I have intertwined my journey to self and helping others find their own purpose in life with makeup you know like if that makes sense so it's like makeup and motivation so now when I see my clients when I act as an MUA I motivate them when I when I go as a representative of my brand and I'm selling my products I motivate them so is it like when I go to my bar and I sit down and I'm in yeah. the chair and he talks to me and he tell me things yeah. make me feel good <laughs> and yeah, we, exactly. we share jokes and all that you're in their ears and motivating them correct correct and, and I, I change their lives you change their lives yeah well, I mean, I have a lot of different clients that their lives have changed based on what I would say to them. And as I said, when you're on a journey to self, like I connect with people on a spiritual level. I connect with their souls. I speak to their souls. I don't look at your physical. I don't look at your personality. Like all of that is just is really all nice and stuff. But we really have to look at the metaphysical of you and who you are, who you really are behind closed doors and you being able to be that person despite whoever's looking you know and that that's an empowering thing that's not an easy thing to do because just by meeting you here today Kevin like I could have been like you know what I'm gonna be this person because I feel like Kevin might like this type of woman or this type of personality and I'm like you know what forget that like I'm just me if Kevin don't like me then that's Kevin business you are right <laughs> So yeah. Okay, so how did you get to your first products and all of that? So right. The thing with my lashes is that I I sat on it and when I did my masters in IR, I learned a lot about competition. And that was a part of it for like I saw my whole thesis just played in front of me, but I slept. And I was going through a depressing stage at that point for sure. Because I'm like, what do I do now? Okay, I brought out the lashes, but I think it's because I was in a state of depression. That's why I couldn't see or have a vision as to what's next. But then I was like, you know what? Let me just go and do some research again. And my next product was Glow by Imagine Skin. And that was a, it's a body shimmer. Yes. Yeah. I see, you think that's glistening and glitter up. Yeah. I was, I was doing yes. some studying today, you know. Oh, I was doing some, nice. you know, I, was le- I learned about that. It's a highlighter. Right. And <laughs> I, I learned about this other thing. This um, thing is a setting powder. A setting powder, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which was my next product after the glow. And I now started to infuse the product development and the marketing aspect of it and see the whole company as a whole develop. Okay. All right. So... I was going through your list of products and I was getting a little bit hungry. Oh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I understand you have this parlor cake and then you have some right. carrot cake. Right. And then you, you also have some brands that, that also 
use like colloquial yes, dialect yes, yes, yes. of different um, countries in the Caribbean. Yes. You got the cafe come back. Right. You got the best thing, a right. Yes. And that's the next thing about, about me and, and purpose and being purposeful in Imagine Makeup. So I'm like, okay, so how can I make Imagine Makeup this big thing that is larger than, than life itself? And I'm like, you know what? Imagine Makeup is a representative of, of us. You know, like what we stand for, our culture, our heritage. So yeah, I chose names like Mama Guy and Papa Yo and Darky and Best Thing and Happy Comeback. And I even extended it regionally as well, because I no longer want us to be influenced by the West or the Americans. Are we saying things as dope? And all of these different things, you understand? Mm -hmm. I want them to be like, hey, I want a little person in California saying, hey, do mama guy me, you understand? And like, where you learn that from? Oh, that's a little thing Trinidadians say, you know? And I want them to be influenced. I want us to be like this big Caribbean, rich, culture-rich powerhouse that transcending and making statements and doing things, not only through carnival, but through beauty. So is it that you're trying to appeal heavily to the diaspora as well? Heavily. And even the diaspora, they miss home a lot. They thrive to walk, walk down the road and, you know, eat a little doubles and feel like, oh gosh, I'm still home. So yeah, I definitely want that for them as well. You know, it's interesting, you know, because a lot of a lot of companies are trying to talk to the diaspora and figure out how can we get those diaspora dollars? Because yeah. diasporas across there making this hard currency dollars. Yeah. And you know, it'd be great to get some of that money invested into our local economy so I mean I don't know if you have any tips I know I'm putting you on the spot here but you have any tips on targeting the diaspora as a marketing connoisseur I mean it's not that hard because I currently do it now as I I hit home for them you have to know your target audience you have to you know know where their minds are what they're definitely attracted to a lot of people let's okay we're talking diaspora as long as you live in a way and you're from the Caribbean you have that Caribbean pride or national pride or whatever it is. So as as long as you see a, a red mango or a Benny board, you like you get so excited. You understand? Because you're just so fed up by the external forces that are just making you feel like not you. Right. You know, and this could help people always remember the history, where they're from, their purpose, all of these things, because that is very important to know where you're heading in life. And I mean, it might sound weird because it might be like a little lipstick that could help you find your purpose, mm -hmm. but you just never know or help you remember where you come from. So it's about packaging the product with that national pride and make give them that feeling of nostalgia. Okay, yes, I remember when I was growing up and Correct. I was in this part of Kingston or, or Bridgetown or wherever. And they tell that story to their other friends internationally yeah. and say, hey, like, you know, we used to say these terms and they have a story to tell. All right, well, let's get into that, right? Let's get, let's get into that. So we talk about, let's talk about product development, right? right? So I remember initially you said, you know, your, your fascination with makeup is that the whole science of it, right? How it's done, the different layers, yeah. the, the um, foundation, the concealer, the then the setting powder and all yeah. of that. I got this in right order. You did. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> right? Except I forget the primer, but that's all right. Yeah, okay. I, I forgot it. Okay. Oh, you knew? <laughs> no. Well, I heard about it, but I didn't, I didn't make a proper note of it. All right, so let's let's talk about the actual product development process. Because is it that you are in a lab, or do you have somebody um, white labeling okay. some product for you? So What's, how does it look? I hate, does it work? I hate chemistry. Okay. I mean, you know that that definitely was not part of my plan. <laughs> 
or my purpose. But I do understand, you know, how makeup works and what I want the makeup to do. So I definitely play a role with my cosmic chemist internationally. I tell either him or her, it depends on, you know, who's making the product, what I want. So for example, I may want a foundation that as the climate gets hotter, the foundation cools. And they would be like, okay, well, this is what we have to do to get that done. And I'll be like, all right, well, yeah. And don't forget to, you know, put the matte properties in it or, you know, whatever else. So, yeah, it's just a conversation between a person who actually knows what they're doing and a person who actually knows what they want. Interesting. So you just you outsource most of your production. Yes. You just tell them, you, you, you give them the specifics and then you just bring it in. Definitely, because it is more economical to do so. So is this a lot of time spent looking for suppliers it and everything? It is. It is. It takes me at least three months to really locate and create what I want, not only on the chemical side of things, but also on the concept side of things. So like, you know, what do I want to name my next foundation brand? Or what do I want to name Glow? Or what do I want to name Parlor Cake? Like that is not something I just, I have any bank of, you know, Angel, Joseph, no, like that's things I have to dig deep within and be like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do. Right. Let's talk product distribution now, your distribution network. So I understand you're in a few stores well across Trinidad and Tobago. Yes. Right. Do you want to list them all just real quick? I mean, the biggest retailers we have are Bella Roos in C3 and West Mall. We have Posh by Diana in Princestown. We have Glambox TT in St. Augustine, AMS Cosmetics Store in Tobago. And yeah, that's it for now. But And we're currently expanding. All right. So we spoke about targeting diasporas and everything and targeting right. regional, right? So I know that there's got to be a website. Of course. It's called www.imaginemakeup.shop. Y'all can check it out. It's amazing. We put the Caribbean in your beauty. You can check it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And from there, you could get get it shipped directly to people's houses, Correct. wherever, wherever yeah. they are. Yeah. Okay. And what shipping method do you use? I mean, I love to personally deliver my own customers' items because I just love to see their faces when they get it, especially with Parlor Cake. Like, Parlor Cake really created a buzz for us. Okay. So, I understand you say that when you figured yourself out... That's when your business blossomed. Let's kind of connect that thought for me. First of all, I had to start to focus on myself. Independent from relationships or friends or my son, you know, like who is really Angel Joseph? You know, and then while doing that, I'm like, okay, cool. So how can Angel Joseph be of service to the world to make it better? And then from that, I'm thinking, okay, so how can Angel Joseph use Imagine Makeup to make the world a better place? And yeah, again, it's through beauty, making people feel comfortable with, yes, with makeup, but also without. Because I really believe in this whole beauty within, you know, I am not a big makeup person and Everybody always tell me, but you're a makeup artist and you're, you know, representative of Imagine Makeup. You know, you're supposed to have a makeup all the time. And I'm like, no, like I'm comfortable with me and you should be too. So I want to always instill that in people, you know, first love yourself. Love yourself first. Then buy the little powder and slap it on. You know, be comfortable who you are without the powder first. 
You know, you, while I was setting the microphones and all of this stuff, you, you said, so Kevin, do you know your purpose? What is your purpose? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you putting yourself on this spot here. <laughs> and, you know, like it's real important to know that, Kevin, because even while doing Caribbean Power Launch or whatever you plan to do within the next five years. Become investable. Become investable. It's going to make sense. It's going to open doors for you. It's going to... It's going to develop you as a person. It's going to change you. All right. So I know you, you tell me that when you listen to um, Shelly Ann's interview, yeah. it's just centered around finding your purpose. Love Miss Gadgeta. She's such an amazing soul. I wish her the best. Yeah. And I make her up all the time. So you said you actually came to tears. When I did. Her. I did. I did. You want to know which part of the interview that was? I want to know why. Yeah. Okay. When I heard her speak about that part where she says that, you know, facing yourself, but poor reason right now, Jesus, facing yourself and um, how everybody is so afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Being by yourself, um, speaking your truth. And she said when she did that, she was like, oh my God, baby girl, like you're so broken. Yeah, you're broken. I'm like that resonated with me because I mean, in the beginning of this interview, that that's a broken girl. You know, and I remember listening to her before I went to church and telling myself before, oh gosh, should I put makeup or no? And I didn't. I didn't. And I was like, God, oh, thank God. You know, we're in makeup right now? <laughs> that was last week. Oh, last week. Last okay. week, Sunday. Right. And I was like, you know, thank God I didn't do that because I just needed to be me. Today, I needed to be me. Today, I needed not to put a speck of makeup on myself. And I was really emotional about you know, how broken I really was and how much healing I need to work on and how much I need to forgive to even reach the healing. So would you say you're, you're no longer broken, you're completely solid, you're rock solid right now? Nah, I would say it's a process. It's a process to become healed and I would know when I'm not broken, when I am totally, totally at peace. Okay. So this whole business blossoming, as you figure out yourself and you figure out your purpose, which is, which I assume is to make people feel good. Yes. Right. Inside and out. Is it that you're seeing, just kind of going back to the Coke example, is that people don't come to you just to look pretty. Mm-hmm. They come to feel beautiful. Correct. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I just got a little marketing. Ooh. marketing yeah, yeah, rubbing I'm up. rubbing off on you. That's good. That's good. I'm already changing your life, Kevin. Can you feel it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angel, what, what advice you would have for, because I'm sure there are many ladies listening to this episode. I, I hope you guys are still with me. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, like I actually, that, that sparked something because I wanted to talk to you about it. I feel like men take longer to find a purpose. You think so? I've I seen a trend. Really? I've seen a trend. Oh, you need to I feel like we should have a segment on this. Okay. Just by the guys that I interact with. I mean, I'm not saying that I want to make a general bold statement, but I just think it's something you could look look into because, you know, I'm like, men really, they take a while to be deep, you know? Well, is it that men don't like to be vulnerable and that's why? That is definitely a major reason. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's really interesting. So anyway, so let's... <laughs> side note. <laughs> yeah, side note. So you have any advice for the, for the ladies listening out there and mm-hmm. how to find their purpose and how to find right. their beauty both inside and outside? Yes. First of all, you have to get to know who you are. That's the first thing first. And know who you are independent from anybody else around you. And when you find who you are, love that person. 
love that person so much that you attract the type of people that will love that person too. So you can always feel like you are yourself, you are organic, and you always have that real happiness in life. So definitely I'll do that. And always make sure that your purpose is of service to others in some way. You know, whether it's making them feel nice or making them be able to find their purpose or helping them to heal or helping them to grow their finances. Make sure your your purpose is part and parcel of better, for the betterment of the world. Okay, so let's say that you really want to do this for people, but you don't right. feel like you have the requisite skills to do that. So maybe not everybody could be an excellent makeup artist like yourself. Right. Not everybody is financially intelligent financially literate to the point where they can advise others right right how do they get to make their purpose of your service of others without if they feel like they lack the, the competency that to is do so? such an easy question really i thought i was asking a brilliant question it is a brilliant question but it's an easy question for me to answer uh, let's hear it okay what you have to know first of all is that we have different passions and the passions are just the tools to assist with the purpose all right so what you really asking is how you figure out your passion. You understand? And that's simple. Do the activity that requires the least amount of effort. So like makeup for me, I love it so much that I don't feel like I'm working. You understand? This might be something that you love so much that you don't feel like it's work. Like you feel like you could podcast whole day. Um, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. As I said, somebody who is a chef, they just enjoy what they do. You ever hear that saying, do what you love and you never work it in your life? Yeah, I think that's saying, that saying is BS. <laughs> no, but it's true. As cliche as it sounds. You never you know? work it in your, I mean, even, even doing what you love, there is a lot of work in it. There's still many nights I am up late, tired, like, oh gosh, I just want to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah I, but I'm working. I am fooling myself. But it's balance. It's mm-hmm. balance at the end of the day. You don't work every single day or the hours of the day is balanced you know same way I don't be looking for my purpose every single you know <laughs> no it's, it's balanced I'm mother I have my friends I have my self time that's a real important thing you know always have a self time and oh this is another thing I want to tell you the, the listeners I remember revision yeah right same thing with self-development. You always want to revise. So you might watch a motivational speech or listen to Caribbean Power Lunch once. Nah, do it again. Yeah, and again. That. Of yeah. course you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you understand you do it again and again and again. Because on the 10th or the 42nd time, it will stick. And then you know, all right, I can move on. Angel, this has been great, man. This has really been good. As you. I feel I feel enlightened. I feel a little beautiful. <laughs> Good to make me laugh. <laughs> You're pretty funny yourself, so I feel uh, you know very entertained. I, I try some. So, is there anything that we didn't cover cover today that you might want to get out? You know, giving you open mic, open forum, open platform, get it out. I just want like the listeners to understand one their purpose and two or their role in the metaphysical world. Life is bigger than just our existence. And I tell that to people every day. And also, in terms of Imagine Makeup, like, I want them to be a part of my movement. A part of my movement where we as a Caribbean entity make a statement, an international statement. Like, we're not out here to play. 
You understand? We we done. We done with, with following. We are leaders. And that's my whole beauty movement. And I just want people to be enlightened by that and be supportive of it. And always, as I always say, if you're not at peace, you'll never like to see others win. So trust me, find at peace, everybody. And everybody could win. Your neighbor could win. Your sister could win. Your mother could win. Your son could win. Don't ever, ever not want to see people win. Angel, where can we find you? You can find me on my Instagram handle. It's angel.imaginemakeup. Um, you can also find Imagine Makeup on Instagram as well. Imagine Makeup TT. Also on Instagram, Imagine Makeup. And my Facebook is Angel Joseph. Feel free to contact me. My number is 721-7345. Feel free to WhatsApp me. I love WhatsApp. Even for motivational stuff, like I don't limit anything to business only. Podcast World, there you have it. Journey to Self with Angel Joseph. Subscribe to Caribbean Power Lunch at CaribbeanPowerLunch.com slash subscribe. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And with that, Podcast World, Cabin Studios, we are out. Bye, guys.